0: And another example of why you should not belong to an office lottery pool or pool your money with your co-workers for a lottery ticket. Four co-workers in Surrey, B.C. are now suing uh, their fellow co-worker for what they claim is their fair share of a one million dollar lottery prize. Now these co-workers say that they each proposed proposed to kick in five dollars to buy a twenty five dollar ticket for the Lotto Max jackpot of December the 14th because it was worth a million bucks. So, Hung Sang Suvan he uh, volunteered to actually purchase the ticket after work, and the parties apparently just verbally agreed that any winnings from the lottery would then be divided evenly. Well, the weekend came and went, and, uh, well, all of a sudden, everybody uh, went back to work after the weekend of December the 15th, and I guess who wasn't at work? That's right, Hung. He did not attend, uh, did not show up at the factory on the following Monday, according to this lawsuit. And the co-workers only learned via social media that Hung had won the uh, $1 million Max Millions uh, prize using the ticket to bought from the money, they say, that was provided by them. Let's get some uh, legal opinion on this. Here is Joseph Newberger, lawyer and partner with Newberger and Partners LLP, and he joins us on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Joseph, good afternoon. Nice to talk good to you as here. always.
1: Oh, my pleasure. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. Uh, well, because I'm not fighting a coworker for a million dollars. But what do you make of this uh, suit?
1: I agree with you. Do not buy tickets with coworkers. <laughs> like, you know, so sad. But the reality is you can have what's called in the business parole agreements or oral agreements. And this is not unusual. So if a people pool together to buy uh, a ticket for a lottery, you have an oral agreement and uh, the natural... Uh, consequence of that is if you win then you're going to be sharing equally in the proceeds so I think it's a legitimate lawsuit and uh, the shame is that they'll be litigating this and it's going to cost uh, you know legal fees uh, when this person should just do the honorable thing
0: as always it's you guys the lawyers who are going to end up with all the money
1: yeah I wish it would be me I'm not a litigator. I'm a criminal (laughs) I chose the worst (laughs) part of law to make a living so I wish I was one of those but yeah you're right the lawyers will win in this and it's so silly it really is silly but there's a legitimate oral agreement and this is not uncommon and you can have agreements in writing but we can still have an oral agreement shake hands and you can still sue on that and here there's going to be evidence from two other uh, co-plaintiffs who will give evidence to say this agreement was you know legitimately reached and we were going to share in the proceeds if Same would uh, come out of a a win.
0: Okay, I was uh, about to ask you that, sorry uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, this case is strengthened by the fact that these are four co-workers that are uh, suing this one other man who uh, bought the ticket and uh, later claimed the prize. This isn't a he said, he said. Uh, This is four people saying this or claiming that there was a verbal agreement.
1: You're absolutely correct. So the balance is on their side, correct
0: all right so that strengthens the uh, case here uh, uh again uh, do you need to get this uh, if you're going to be in an office lottery pool if you make that decision should you uh, i don't know dot all the i's cross the t should that should it be in writing
1: you know that's a, it, again smart question if if you're going to have a legitimate office pool you may want to put something down in writing and then also keep a ledger of you know who's participating and what they're contributing because let's say you buy a hundred dollars worth of tickets and if you're equally dividing the cost, keep a ledger. And then that's great evidence of, of what you're contributing to and why, which is very strong evidence should a lawsuit have to ensue afterward due to a winning. Um, but my advice would be, even if you don't have an agreement in place, but you keep a ledger as to contributions and tickets bought, etc., that's wonderful evidence that there is an agreement in place to share proceeds equally.
0: You know, here's what uh, has always mystified me about an office pool, uh, Joseph, and uh, maybe uh, Hung uh, Hung Sang uh, Suvan can uh, claim this as well. Could he not say that? Well, listen, I bought multiple uh, tickets, uh, but uh, the one I bought for all of us wasn't the one that won.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly <laughs> he's going to have to be creative in his defense, and he might say, "Well, this was one I bought on my own. This was not related to to them." But on balance, if you really if the evidence of the three other plaintiffs uh, is compelling and it's time related, in in essence that this ticket was purchased within X days of the winning ticket being announced, uh, that type of defense starts to become less, um, you know, credible.
0: All right. Just finally, uh, until this whole matter is uh, worked out by the courts and by lawyers, that one million dollars uh, is it frozen?
1: That's another good question. Uh, as part of the lawsuit, you would bring a certificate of pending litigation to either place it on somebody's assets or uh, seek an injunction to freeze the uh, funds in an account so that they can't be dispersed prior to the determination of the litigation, but I don't know what's going on. We don't, I didn't read anything of that in the media, but mm-hmm. the lawyers probably will be savvy enough to do something to try and freeze the proceeds.
0: All right, another lawsuit that is making news that caught our interest on this Wednesday afternoon, Peloton, who is the maker yeah. of those uh, bikes that uh, actually in Toronto, it's one of the biggest growth markets that this company uh, has, these indoor uh, exercise bikes. They're being sued, Joseph, by a group of music publishers are taking legal action alleging that the fitness tech company has been using songs from the likes of Ed Sheeran and Drake and Bruno Mars without their permission. That they're suing for $150 million for copyright right. infringement.
1: Right, yeah. So Peloton's a very successful uh, business now with a very successful exercise. Uh, bike, and in spite of the fact that everybody who you see on the advertisements already looks in shape, I think the rest of us <laughs> might want to buy it, uh, hopefully, to get to look like that. But they are using music, and this is the difficulty now in an age where we have social media and the free sharing of movies and intellectual property all over the internet without people paying for it. So li- artists uh, should be able to uh, have licensing agreements, and there is a sync agreement specific to agencies like uh, Peloton or uh, uh, other type of exercise companies or anything else where they want to use music uh, from musicians and they have to it's essentially a licensing agreement and you have to pay into that to be allowed to use it because this is creative property it's intellectual property and it should not be used without some fee Um, they don't make this music for free they don't put it out just like I don't do law for free or you don't you know, go on the radio for free, even though you may feel, you know, you deserve more. The reality is we all do things for an income. And so legitimately, these artists should be aggrieved. And this is a very legitimate lawsuit. And if they are, if Peloton is using this music with, you know, complete disregard to any type of licensing agreement, they're in deep trouble.
0: Yeah, could they uh, say that they're not responsible for Because from what I understand, uh, they provide the exercise bike and they, there's a screen attached there, and then you can choose from literally hundreds or thousands of exercise programs uh, from individuals. Can they say that uh, they had no idea and they would never consent to the use of music without an artist's permission?
1: That's hard for me to imagine, because if they're building in software that would then allow access to, you know, uh, various forms of music, if they're allowing access that then could be, obtaining music freely I think they're responsible because they are they're liable they're vicariously liable for providing the medium for people to obtain the music and the intellectual property on a free basis it's not as if somebody bought a bike and installed their own software it's not as if we have our cell phone then we go search around for a website where it's like free TV free music whatever and we use it there is something built into these machines and again I'm no expert with this technology but if there's something built in that allows the direct access to it, then I think they are certainly a conduit uh, for this type of activity and they're not going to escape some liability. And in civil litigation, you don't have to be 100% liable. You can be even 20, 30% liable. And so if they are acting as a conduit to the transmission of music, which then comes to the end user for free, they're going to be in trouble.
0: Okay. And when we talk about liability, what about that uh, end user? Because I'm thinking all the way back to even the days of Napster when people were trading and uh, illegally, uh, you know, trading files back and forth. They went after individuals in uh, some cases uh, there. Could an individual that uh, unknowingly uh, used one of these Peloton exercise uh, programs, could they be liable for uh, listening to or using that music without the artist's permission?
1: Potentially, but they're probably not applying their mind in the same way as Peloton is. I mean, Peloton is selling a whole system. And this system is also geared towards having music, which will motivate you to exercise. And so they have a paradigm, which is set up in a structure to sell a whole scheme. And so they're, they, they are involved in doing this uh, as a business, as opposed to an end user who is just trying to use it. Also, from a you know strategic point of view, it's not great anymore to go after end users because the public we're the consumers we want to like ours we want to buy their stuff you don't want to you know really hurt them Peloton is the one here who may and I'm not prejudging this I don't know enough about it so Peloton don't sue me but the reality is uh, we don't know enough but it looks like they are definitely a conduit to provide the end user with free music uh, without any licensing agreement and something should be done about that whether this is 150 million or not I don't think it's the money in my respectful opinion. This could probably be settled without large monetary penalties, but with an agreement in place that this can't happen without a licensing agreement.
0: I'm just wondering aloud here if the end users found liable as well, uh, if they had the choice between maybe paying $100 or having to do an extra 30 minutes on the bike, what they would choose? Probably
1: the $100. Yeah. At least
0: I would. Joseph, thanks as always. Appreciate the time.
1: My pleasure. Be well. Have a great show.
0: You as well, sir. Thank you. You're listening to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.